Welcome to Not Another Mother Runner podcast. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Okay, so today's guest is Martina Maddox from Arizona. Welcome, Martina. Hi, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm good, Martina. How are you? I'm doing good. So I just want the listeners to know that a little background is I found Martina on Instagram and I saw like all the badass things that she was doing. And I was like, I need this woman on my podcast. And, you know, finally, I uh, convinced her <laughs> to, uh, to be on the podcast. So um, I'm really happy that you're here because I think that your story is going to resonate with a lot of women. And I'm just happy that you are able to do that here. So why don't you let everyone know a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, well, I come from the Navajo Reservation. I grew up there. It's a little place called Tisto, Arizona. It's uh, about two, an hour and a half from Winslow, Arizona. So it's on the Route 66. So uh, I grew up there um, with my mom and I have like uh, three brother, two brothers and three sisters. Um, I'm like the middle child. I think I'm like the fifth one. Uh <laughs> So I grew up on a reservation. Um, A lot of people on the reservation run a lot. Uh, I didn't get into it until I was probably like in third grade, probably. (laughs) I remember uh, going to school on the reservation um, and they had a cross country team and they were asking us, hey, like we're starting a cross country team. And I saw all these little kids like run and I'm like, oh, I've never done that before. So as a little kid, I was like, oh, it's going to be easy. And uh, I remember the first practice run I did was like, I think she did a two mile run. And I started running and all these kids took off who probably like ran all their lives. And I remember probably like half halfway into the run, like my lungs started burning, my throat started burning. And I was like, what did I get myself into? Oh my God. And from there, I've just started. That was always a part of my life, like being active. Like I've always played sports like basketball, uh, volleyball. Um, So I did swimming. (laughs) So was it, so just to backtrack a little bit, on a reservation. And, you know, um, I don't know a lot about, you know, you know, living on a, a reservation and things like that. So you're Native American Indian, right? Yes. Okay. And, and I know that there's different types, you know, across the country. Uh, I'm Navajo. So okay. both my mom and dad are Navajo. They grew up uh, on the reservation and uh, they speak fluent Navajo. And for me, like growing up, I I know a little bit, but I'm not fluent like my mom, my mom is, but she still talks to me in Navajo. So I don't, sometimes I wonder to myself, like, how do I know what she's saying? And I don't, it, it goes through my mind, like, 
I know English and then my mom talks to me in Navajo and I'm like, how does my brain know how to translate that without thinking about it so often? But uh, grew up there, um, a small part, part of my childhood. I also grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, which is off the reservation. So um, I transitioned back and forth and uh, it, I didn't really stay in one spot when I was younger. So, so we'll talk a little bit about the running. Did you feel like there was a difference when you left the reservation versus when you were living in the reservation? Like, would you say it was almost like, I mean, like, would you think that once you crossed over (laughs) to, you know, outside (laughs) into outside of the reservation, did you feel any different? Uh, Yeah. Like when I got off the reservation, like the first time I was like smaller, so I didn't really understand Uh, So I grew up in the city a little bit. And I remember, I thought people, everybody was the same. I thought, you know, somebody that my classmates all grew up the same as me, they, I thought they knew like the same traditions as me. I thought they ate the same food as me. So I didn't really understand that everybody's culture was different. So that was like one thing that was, uh, different for me. And I also remember when I came back on the reservation, all the little kids, like all the other girls were friends with each other. They were like, they grew up with each other. They never like left one another. So when I came back on the reservation, I was kind of like the foreigner kind Mm. of, it was like, I was the outcast a little bit because I was new. Nobody knew who I was. And uh, I noticed that the girls were a lot more athletic they were, um, they loved to play basketball. They were like tomboys. And I didn't, I wasn't like that when I came back to the reservation. I was a little bit more dressing in my girly outfits and everything. I loved wearing dresses when I was younger. And I remember coming back on the reservation and one of the girls was like, why are you wearing a dress today? And I was like, well, because I want to wear a dress. She was like, it's not picture day. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't understand. And it it was a little bit different for me in that perspective. And I noticed that girl, the girls were a lot more like they played sports. They wanted to do something that the boys did. Hmm. So like it was way different for me. And coming from there and then going back to the city, especially in PE, when I went back to the like back to the city, like during PE class, I would run faster than everybody, or I would be more, I guess, in shape because I was back on the reservation. And that's what I adopted from the other girls. You weren't sitting home eating potato chips like the rest yeah, of us. <laughs> and, and I was so confused because during, I remember in PE class, they used to have like the fitness tests, sorry, fitness tests. And uh, they used to, I used to pass them like really easy. I was like, oh, this is easy. I'll I'll run this mile and that's it. And then I would see other kids struggling. I'm like, why are you struggling? Like (laughs) running. And I never saw that on the reservation. I always saw the kids like running, like cross country. And so that was kind of like a, I saw the differences Mm -hmm. with it. I always saw that how kids were different on off the reservation and from compared to like, I guess the city kids, as you would say, but that's what I saw that was different for me. Yeah. So, so you, 
were athletic and you were obviously very good at it in school and things like that. So, you know, talk about a little bit how it, how did that help you even being athletic as you grew older? You know, how did that, how was that beneficial to you? And did you use it as some sort of, you know, we talk about how running and being in any type of activity helps us mentally and, you know, emotionally and and it's a stress release. Did those things, did running help you at all or being athletic help you at all uh, during a time of stress or anything like that? Did you use that to your advantage? Yeah, so that was a big part of uh, my dad passed away about like seven years ago. He passed away from uh, cancer. And I remember after he passed, like before he, when he was alive, he always told me, Hey, you need to run. You need to, when you're not doing anything, go run, go do push-ups, go exercise, do that. And I'm like, okay. And I always like thought about that, but I never really like put myself towards it. I, I, I would go on short distance runs and, uh, you know, just to stay in shape. That's what I did. But I remember when he passed away, I was like, I think I felt kind of empty. Like I wanted to find something to like fill fill me up inside, I guess. I don't I don't know how to explain that, but I wanted to feel whole again. You know, like I started looking at things. I started running and I was like, I'm gonna run this many miles. And I remember there was a time where my sister was like, I was living in San Diego at that time and she was like, Hey, uh, my friend dropped out of a half marathon do you want to run with me and I never ran a half marathon I was like yeah I'll do it and I remember I ran with her and and uh my husband always laughed about me he was like why do you just do things like without training for it and I was like I don't know I just want to try it and I think when my dad passed away that kind of like I just wanted there was some kind of sadness in me that I wanted to get rid of like obviously I can't get rid of it like all the way but it helped me feel better it made me focus on something else you know I wanted once I saw that I could do like long distance running I knew that I could focus myself on how my body felt like I wanted to know I wanted to get rid of that sadness by feeling the pain in my body and I think that helped me recover and uh that that was one of the main reasons I think growing up and it made me feel whole it was like okay my dad's gonna be so happy that I ran this many miles or I swam this or like when I first did my first Ironman like I my mom came all the way from Arizona to Maryland just to watch me and she didn't really I don't think she got the concept of what an Ironman was But she was just like, okay, whatever. She's just, she probably thought, okay, she's just going to run this far. But I remember after finishing it, she was like, you ran, you swam this much and you bike this many miles and you ran this much miles. Like, I'm so proud of you. And when she said that, I kind of feel like, well, what what what, what would dad have said? Like, you know, I I literally took what he told me, exercise when you're not doing anything push-ups when you're bored and you know I try to I try to live to what he told me like how he wanted me to live my life and it I think exercising and running and 
trying all these long distance sports has helped me feel happy. Yeah. So, so would you say, so you, I'm going to just backtrack. There's a lot of things that you said that, because I don't think a lot of people know what an (laughs) Ironman is and we're going to discuss what that is. And then they're going to be like, whoa. Um, So when you were growing up, were you really close to your dad? I was, I was close to my dad. Uh, He took, he was always like picking on me, always like telling me like jokingly, like, Hey, like I can like out sprint you. And he was like a, he was an athlete himself. Cause oh. he did, bo- he did boxing. And then I remember when I was little, I would see him run, like he'll go out the door and I'm like, Hey, what'd you do? He's like, Oh, I ran through miles. I'm like, what'd you run through? Why are you running through miles? <laughs> and I was, when I was younger and he used to tell me like, every day he's like oh I bet I could like outrun you and I think he I think I remember because I remember I came home to visit and he like had uh he was like let's go outside and run and he did he out he did outrun me and he was faster he was a sprinter more and I was like I was I always laugh about it because I'm not really a fast runner because a lot of people are like oh she's she runs a lot she must be fast I'm like no I just finish work I can yeah. I have endurance so yeah yeah you could you run longer yeah <laughs> um so when you're before your dad passed away were you really into because it almost sounds like you really you were athletic you know you were active but were you really doing all these Ironman and all these races before your dad passed away? So before my dad passed away, I did like five Ks probably. Like that's what I did. And I was like, oh, wow. I'll do this for fun. But I never, in back of my head, I always was like, oh, I want to do an ultra marathon one, one day. That was like my main focus. But I never thought of doing an Ironman until I kind of, I don't know if this sounds crazy, but I kind of got bored of running. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, now I'm running again. Like I did my first uh, ultra marathon in San Diego. I met like, a. I, I remember I was like, I'm going to sign up for this. This is only like $20. And I was like, why is this race only $20? It's so cheap. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do this. And I remember the running store was like, you got to train. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> And uh, I remember like, I did that. But I also didn't feel like it was enough. Like, I think my body was craving for something more something for me to be like, well, what else can I do? And I remember buying my first road bike, I went to uh, REI. And I bought like a beginner friendly like road bike and I was like okay I didn't it had like the basic shifting gear on it and uh I remember my first thing was to bike to work which was like 10 miles away and my husband went with me the first day he was like okay I'll go with you the first day make sure you're okay and San Diego had like bike friendly paths like you could like ride anywhere and I rode all the way to work and that became like a month passed, two months passed. And I was like, well, maybe I'm going to do like a, like a cycling event. And I looked up like a 30 mile cycling event and I was like, okay, that's 30 miles. And I remember that day, like I bought like the whole outfit, <laughs> I bought like a helmet. And then I remember my husband dropped me off and we were looking at all the athletes there and there was people signing up for a century. And I was looking at these guys, they had like carbon frame bikes or 
whole like get up professional I was like wow this looks like a tour of France and I was like I'm just doing the 30 mile like I don't know if I'm gonna live my husband's like just take it one mile at a time and I was like oh no and I was like starting to get like I felt like I was gonna throw up basically and I was like this isn't like running like running I was confident I knew what my pace was I knew how to like mm. steady myself I but biking I was like I didn't even train on hills yet and I remember uh, going on a 30 mile bike ride and I remember finishing it and my legs felt like cement. And I was like, wow, I can't feel anything. And I think like a month later, I signed up for another one. It was a 50 mile bike ride. And I met like a guy on a cycling page. Um, He was like, hey, I have like a group of other buddies. We're trying to make a team so we can all push ourselves on this uh, cycling event do you want to join? And there were like a bunch of veterans because I was I'm active duty. So I was like, Oh, okay, I'll, I'll do this. And um, I didn't met I never met these people before. So the first day on the race, I came and they're like, Oh, this is your bike. I was like, Yeah, I just started. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. And um, that event for 50 miles was the first time like I had people like, show me the correct seat height, Hmm. show me how to cycle, how to shift my gears, how to Mm -hmm. use my gears up the hill. And I was like, you had to know all this. Like, I didn't know that. Like I was like, and then uh, after 50 miles, um, they were like, Hey, we have another 50 tomorrow. Like, do you want to do it? Cause it was like a, one of those races where you, it adds each day. Yeah. Yeah. Like a relay type thing. Yeah. Like a relay. Not really. Like a Ragnar or. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. And then um, I was like 50 miles and I looked at my husband. He was like, I think you could do it. And I was like, I think I could do it too. And I was like, yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back. I had to go to the register, the registration people and pay like an extra fee. And I was like, Hey, can I do the uh, race tomorrow too? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then the, the next day I got up and each time I learned something like people are like, Oh, you should add this. And if you uh, pedal this way, it helps you. And if you're going down a hill, you need to lean forward. And I'm like, what is this? Like, and I did. Martina, it sounds like you are like a go-getter when it comes to, (laughs) I mean, so you, it's uh, okay. So first of all, I want people to understand (laughs) that, when you let's go back to the Ironman, what's an Ironman? Like, explain how many miles because it's swimming, it's running, and it's biking. Yes. So I might be wrong with the miles because I haven't done it. Like, for is a it a full now. marathon? Yeah. Is so it- it's a full marathon, and I think it's like a two point four mile run, or no, 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 twenty a marathon, and a two mile swim. Two mile swim. Okay, and so I it's think, a. Uh, 110 mile bike ride. And that's a full on Ironman. Yes. Okay. And so, okay, I'm going to go back a little bit. So when you're prior to, so would you say that your dad was kind of like the catalyst of this hunger of this crave? I think so. Yeah. Like he pushed me like a lot. Like there was a lot of, I think hurt for a little, like I still hurt, but not as much. I feel like I I did these to like kill myself, you know? 
Kill yourself. So do you feel? (laughs) Oh, heal. Okay, heal. Okay, I was going to say. So heal. Do you feel like when you're doing all these events, is it almost as if he's like with you? Yeah, like I I remember during my Ironman when I was running, I was like, okay, dad's right here. He's probably running with me. You know, I don't know how it works in the spiritual world. Maybe they like fly with you. I don't know. But I felt like, you know, he was there to guide me. Like even when I heard it, I was like, just push me, just let me go. Let please let me finish this Ironman because prior to this Ironman, I did like a year prior, I did a half Ironman and it was in Oceanside, California. And that was my first like did not finish race. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> DNF. <laughs> yes. I I was devastated. I cried because the swimming part was my weakest. Like I grew up in Arizona in a desert and I didn't grow up swimming. Like I taught myself how to swim by joining the high school swim team. Like I remember the coach was like, Hey, like, do you want to join the swim team? And I was like, yeah, I'll try it. And they're like, the requirement is, you know how to swim. And I was like, I know how to swim. And that was like, a lie. I could float. <laughs> and they put me, uh, they put me in the slow lane and I got comfortable with water. And I remember that first half Ironman, I didn't, I didn't swim fast enough. And I got cut off by like two, three minutes. And mm. I remember coming out and they're like, hey, you didn't make the cutoff time. And I remember I felt so devastated because like I raised money for that event. Mm-hmm. And I felt like all that money mm. went to nothing. and. I was really determined to complete this Ironman. And, you know, that last race was like something I wanted to complete for my dad too. And I didn't do it. And Mm. I think that Ironman, like every single mile, like I was like, okay, dad's watching. Like, I'm going to complete this. And tonight I'm going to be an Ironman. I'm going to be an Ironman. (laughs) Yeah, that that is incredible. But you also said a something where do you feel like you have to train harder than other people uh what's swimming I think well let's not talk about (laughs) swimming okay swimming we know that you know you're because you grew up in the desert so that makes sense but like for the running and the biking well let's focus on the running do you feel that you need to train harder like other people or do you think it's easier to you I think running was my easiest one because I grew up with it like it feels like something natural to me and I know like there's a lot of people who don't have that like they'll be like how can you just run like I always feel like I like I try to help other people run and when they describe their difficulties with it I can't relate because I was like oh you can just run and that was like but training for the Ironman was different Mm-hmm. I had to learn new techniques because I had my coach, uh, her name's Astrid, and she had different techniques for me to like use, like how to pace, when to stop, mm-hmm. and how like my running stride was. And I was like, what does that have to do? You just run. like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. she would critique me and I didn't know. I think that was like something growing up running, I never thought of, like, I didn't know you had to like have a certain posture, a certain way to keep your stride. And she was like, "Yo, your stride is too like 
short. And I'm like, but my legs are short. How fast do you want me to go? And she would make me do like, uh, what, nine minutes of running and one minute walking so that I could like mimic like the Ironman. So like I would run nine minutes and then there's an age station walk during that age station. And I think running like that now has kind of changed me because I kind of like doing that now. I was like, oh, I can walk for a little bit and then run again. And when I first started it, I was like, well, this is crazy. Like, why why (laughs) should I do this? Like, (laughs) but that was a lot of like adaption. I didn't know there was so much things to go go about on running, like techniques, heart rate. (laughs) Yeah, Martina, a lot of things. Um, (laughs) But let me ask you this. Did you, do you ever get hurt with running? Uh, I haven't. The only time was in high school when I joined track. Okay, Martina, Martina. (laughs) Whoa. Okay, whoa. But I did. No, no, this is no, this is what I'm talking about. Because there are runners out there. You are a natural born runner. (laughs) You're a natural born runner. And it, 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 I've read about this. I've heard about this, you know, because someone like me, there's the, you know, I have my IT band issues. Some people have the performance. Some people have their heel, their foot, you know, ankle, calves, whatever. And it repeats because once you get an injury, you know, it's forever. You you may repeat it again. Um, but I've heard of those who don't get hurt or don't have an injuries, the common running injuries. Um, and you're definitely a natural born runner. Um, I, wow. I did not expect <laughs> you to say that because that is, that's a big deal, especially as we age, you know, it gets difficult and we get tend to get, you know, more injured faster. Um, whereas with you, you don't have any running injuries. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. So did anybody ever tell you, was it your stride? Was it the way your foot hits the ground? Was it, did anyone ever assess the way you run to say, that's why you you don't have injuries? Or is it just you were born to run? Nobody ever showed me. I did get assessed from like, just for my running shoes, but nobody's ever like told me anything. Okay, I just let's think talk I about, just ran. Let's talk about the running <laughs> shoes. Okay. So what do you have to have specific type of shoes for running? Like, do you uh, have? No. Uh, every time I go to a running store, they tell me you're neutral, I guess. Yes, That's yes. what my running shoes is. I, Growing up, I didn't really, uh, I didn't know that people pay much for like running shoes because I grew up like, just buying shoes, what my mom could get me. And I was like, okay, I'll go run in this. It, I didn't think people paid attention to that until I got older. And I started leaning towards certain brands. And I was like, oh, I like how this one feels. And this one feels a little bit off. And I didn't know that. I didn't know runners look for stuff like that. Yeah, and I kind of went into barefoot for a little bit. And that was a little bit it was okay until I stopped, stepped on a rock and 
it bruised underneath my feet. I don't know if that counts as an injury, but <laughs> no, but that, that a sharp rock stabbed my foot and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> okay. No, I wouldn't say that was an injury. So that's what I was going to, I was actually going to ask you if you started running barefoot when you were a kid, I was going to ask you if you, if that's how you trained or that's how you ran, but it sounds like you, you did have some running shoes growing up, correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, so in the Navajo culture, a lot of the stuff uh some people like wake up early in the morning to go run um I didn't grow up doing that because my mom never woke me up like at five in the morning but one of the things is like hey like if you wake up before the sun you're supposed to run towards the sun and you know pray and that's like one thing some Navajos do is to do that so that they can bless themselves so running is like a big culture like a part of our culture even like uh, when I became a woman, uh, that was one of the ceremonies I had to go through was it's a four day ceremony where basically every morning we wake up, run towards a certain, like, uh, towards the East. And I remember my mom, she didn't tell me that I had a limit to where I ran. I ran far. And then she was like, Hey, you know, the next day you're gonna have to run farther than that. I looked at her and I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? Like I had to go farther than what you, what I just did today. She's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, I got to time this. And like, I got to see where I'm going. And, uh, every morning you do that. And like the last morning you're, you're supposed to, run early in the morning and you're supposed to yell. So I remember that morning I woke up and I went with my everybody. Some people follow you when you run and you run in like your traditional clothes and your moccasins. And uh, I started running and I started screaming. I was like yelling. And I remember seeing, looking at the sky and there was like shooting stars and uh, stuff like that. So like one of the ceremonies is like that. And uh so I think running is a part of our culture. And yeah, it sounds like it. What What's the symbolism of the running every day and yelling out? What is what is what does that mean like for the culture to do that? So only like uh, um, girls who uh, be start becoming a woman and how that happens is when you first start menstruating mm-hmm. and uh, traditionally wise. I hope I get the story right, but uh, there's a changing woman. She was like one of the first ladies, and basically she ran all four directions. And I don't want to. I don't want to tell the story wrong. Okay, so <laughs> but, there's a so, okay. There's a story behind. There's a symbolism yes. to the um the story uh with you with you doing that. That's so interesting, you know, and it's almost. Okay, would you say that it was a celebrate a celebratory? Was it ce- celebrating celebrating the whole, you know, becoming a woman? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was. Where the rest of us are like, "Oh my god, holy crap." <laughs> Welcome to being <laughs> a I- woman. <laughs> um that is that's actually beautiful. Wow, that is really beautiful. Um, so it sounds like running is definitely in your DNA. It's, it's in your DNA. Yeah, I think I think so. A lot of people run under reservation, and I think it's like oh, one thing too is like my mom. 
when she was younger, used to run all the time. And she would say, oh, I used to run up that mountain after the sheep. And I used to probably make it under 10 minutes. And I remember me and my little sister were like, what the heck? Like, oh when you ran God. up that mountain and to get the sheep. And every day she, we would think about it. We're like, oh, well, we can beat mom. And I think that's <laughs> like one of the things is my mom telling her stories running too. And I'm like, I can be like her. <laughs> oh, I love that. I mean, well, definitely, you know, when uh, we post this episode, we'll definitely put the story so that people can can understand what it is because that that sounds just so beautiful. Um, so running, I, I again, I'm still like blown away that you've never had a running injury. And no, a rock on your underneath your foot is not an injury <laughs> in my book. Um, so did you become, did you ever want to be like one of those athletes like that are out doing the marathons that you see on TV or get paid by Nike or Brooks, you know, to do that? Did you ever think about doing anything like that? Or is that, are you just, you know, you run because you want to run? So I, I like running like, uh, when I started doing like, uh, endurance sports like Ironmans and stuff like that I I did it because I also wanted like during the process I wanted to like help inspire other people not just women but men too like because I noticed like some people when they hear me talk about what I do they're like oh wow I want to do that and there was even some of my friends who bought their first bike and they wanted to do something different but when I started looking at people do like do it professionally I feel like that's going to take away from what you love to do, you know, like you have to do Like I remember seeing one of the athletes, an Ironman athlete, how she lives every day. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. She has all these bikes. She eats this healthy every single day. And I feel like if I do that too much, I'm not going to be happy. Like mm. that spark and drive for it might go away. I'd rather for me, like inspire other people, like tell, try to tell my story, like, by Instagram, by posting pictures, like, hey, I ran this many miles today. Like, I just hope that someday, like, you know, I feel much more joy in that, I think. And I don't think being a professional, like, I don't know. I I, I don't, I guess I'm a little bit humble on that because that would be fun. But at the same time, I'm like, am I good enough? Because I see so many people who are so much better. Like, that's what I feel. I don't feel that confident to say, I can be at that level. Well, I don't know about you because looking at your Instagram page, I'm like, does this woman ever not run or ride her bike? Um, but <laughs> um, let's talk about how many races you've done. Like how many, do you know how many half marathons or forget the halves, how many full marathons or uh, ultra marathons you've done? I mean, do you know like off the top of your head? Okay. Oh so my I gosh, did a lot does. of, she does. I do okay. I don't have a exact number, but I have all these like race medals that I have. And my, before this podcast started, I was like so nervous. And my husband's like, he pulled out the box of medals and he was like, remember you, you did these and you're trying to tell the story of this. Like you are worth it to like, you did something. And I was like, okay, but I can't count how many I did, but I will say I've never done an event for a marathon. <laughs> I've only my first marathon was during my ultra marathon. And I remember hitting the 24 mile point and I was like, oh cool. I oh hit the God. marathon part. And then I remember like thinking like, 
nobody does this like nobody like because I always see people say okay you're gonna start at the three mile then you're gonna work up to 10 and then you're gonna do this and I never did that I was like okay I'm okay for those of you who are not understanding what she's saying she's basically (laughs) saying that she's never ran a marathon at a marathon event because she was running further than a marathon so then she'd be running and she'd be like oh that was just a marathon got 50 more to go so (laughs) wow (laughs) that is you know what? I can totally understand that because training for me, training for a marathon, I was like, oh, I just did half miles. I just I just did a half mile, um, uh, a half marathon every time I would hit that half uh, marathon marker. And you you would do that almost every day because when you're training, you're like, oh, I, I did 10, 10 half marathons, you know, um, so I can resonate with that. But no way in hell can I understand, you know, you doing so many miles. What's the furthest you've ran? Um, I don't know if like, like as in all, (laughs) well, like in one event in one, one race or whatever, what's, what was the most that you had to run in one set time? Like during training or like just an event? Both. I don't know. Like I, I feel like during training, it's like grouped up. So like, I think for my half iron my iron man I, I don't know I feel like to me versus that versus the ultra marathon I feel like the iron man was the furthest even though it was a marathon I that that felt like a long time to me like wow. I, I don't because I'm not looking at it as in miles I feel like it just took so long you're I looking never at felt, his time yeah so I feel like it was She's like a runner that's a, that's how that's how wow okay to me, that felt like I was like am I gonna ever stop like and then it, there was some times where I didn't feel my legs because I was like I don't know if this is you know I didn't feel like that when I was running every other event so when doing this like marathon I don't know I don't know if I'm saying that right but I felt like it was longer well you had the biking and then you had the swimming yeah. Martina <laughs> so, <laughs> so what about okay what's an ultra marathon how many miles is that and is that in one day yeah so uh the other one so 100 miles is the biggest one I think they even have like 200 miles they have like crazy miles that I've I want to do someday but I don't think I have the I have to train for that one. <laughs> but uh the one I did was like the 50 mile one and I don't even think like they always have like people argue about that like they're like hey like that's not even like an ultra marathon. An ultra marathon's 100 miles and I'm like that's still a long time like yeah. an ultra marathon is considered anything above a full marathon distance. So I went there and I was like, oh, okay, this is easy. And you have to have like a certain amount of hours. And usually like with the ultra marathon, you have hills or mountains. Some people go on mountains and mine's was a uh, black mountain uh, in San Diego. And it was like a small, a big hill. Okay. What's, the, al- what's the altitude, Martina? <laughs> Do you know? I don't, I don't remember that one. <laughs> wow. Okay. So was, was that, was that 50 miles then you, you ran 50 miles? Uh, Yeah. And that, what was the time on that? I don't even remember, but I was like not one of the first, not even the middle. I think I was like kind of at the end. 
Okay. Do you know what your pace is? Not for that one. Cause my Garmin died during. Oh that my one. God. Okay. So that was a long time. All right. So what, <laughs> like, right. What is your pace right now? What's your running pace? What's a, what, what would you say? So I average, like when I'm feeling good, I can run like 10 30. Like that's like my pace. That's probably not fast. And then once I get longer distance, I start creeping down. I think like the lowest I went was probably like 1530. Yeah. Start going fat, slow, like longer distance. I start like trailing behind. I think even during my Ironman, I went like 20 miles, like 20 mile pace. Like yeah, but once again, Martina, you did <laughs> not get injured. That, that's, that's, that's what we need to understand here. And the thing is, and you're right, because people don't understand that endurance running is different than sprinting when you mm-hmm. you have to conserve your energy when you have to do those long runs you're not sprinting you know like doing a 5k what about eating do you eat and did you learn the the t- the skill of eating and running <laughs> oh my gosh that was like the hardest cuz uh my coach at the time she uh she coached me along with it she was like hey you can't have this 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 has too much sugar in there it's gonna do that I was like what I was like I can't just eat like anything and that was hard for me like nutrition I think is hard for a lot of people like even now like I'm addicted to like hot Cheetos like (laughs) and like that was something uh during the run like during training I had to stay away from because they're like you can't eat this and I'm like not even like one and I think learning your nutrition during a long distance race is the hardest Mm because you have to figure out what works with your stomach what's gonna um make you vomit or what's gonna make you like feel like you're going to poop or something. And that was something that I had to learn. Like I had to take it one step at a time. And I noticed like though during my Ironman, I always bring up my Ironman because that was like the most stress I think I put my body through. And I remember I couldn't eat at the end of the race. Like I remember there was points where my coach was like, Hey, you got to eat every time you go to the, um, put in like a, what's it? A little, is it a gel or yeah, the it? gel? Yeah. yeah. She was like, get a gel or get something solid from the food. Um, drink your uh electrolyte uh drink. And I was like, okay, and make sure you drink this much water. And she was like, I'm very thankful for her because I wouldn't have known. Like mm-hmm. I would have probably got cramps and something like I would have just fell off the race, but she was somebody that I needed, like to tell me what to eat because I didn't grow up like knowing that, like to me, Martina, not a lot of people do. I mean, no, I mean, that's the thing. And that's, you know, not a lot of people understand how specific you have to get with your nutrition, especially with those long runs, the amount of water, the amount of electrolytes, the amount of nutrients that you have to eat. And it's all based on your body because everybody Mm. is different. Um, And it's funny that you mentioned poop and everything. This is this is real talk for us runners. okay? this is this is real talk. okay? because these are things that we're concerned about. We don't want it to happen. Um, So um, what is could you maybe think about what was one of your worst experiences during a race? I think a race that I didn't 
like was one of my cycling events. Uh, it was a race that was known for high elevation. I think it was like 10,000 feet that you had to go up and I wasn't prepared for it. And I didn't know again with nutrition that I would need to know when to eat, how much to drink, what kind of electrolytes I needed. And I remember climbing up, I think I was probably like 7,000 feet and I had a few miles to go. I think, I don't know, my brain, I was like, this is forever. And I remember stopping and I had my cell phone and like, I felt like cramping in the back of my thighs. And I remember feeling hungry and I was hot and I was just like over it. And, but in my mind, my brain was like, no, you need to finish this. Like, you need to finish it because you told people you're going to finish it. And I was like, I can't do it though. And I remember calling my husband because I finally had service up there. And I was like, yeah, I'm at mile. I forgot what mile I was. And I was like, at this mile and I don't feel good. I don't want, I don't want to stop. And he was like, Hey, you went this far. Not many people can say they bike 7,000 plus feet. And you accomplished something today. And I remember I started crying in the middle of the road and I was holding my bike and he was like, it's okay. And I was like about to like huff and puff, like lose my breathing crying. And I remember turning my bike around and going back down and I didn't feel good. I didn't feel refreshed or I didn't have that energy that I usually have when I run. I was my nutrients, I think were, was depleted. Yeah. Like it was bad. It wasn't, it was hot that day too. So I don't think I like had proper nutrition the day prior. And I I don't know if it was a combination of being dehydrated and not eating. But did you (laughs) finish, you finished it though? I didn't make it in time. Oh, you got cut off. Yeah. I got cut off. I I made the decision to stop because I was like, well, if it takes me this much time, I'm not going to be able to get up there. I'm just going to turn around right now. And that's why I started crying because I was like, my husband was like, you finished though. You're so good. And I remember coming back. I didn't even go to the finish line. I just went straight to my car and I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to even go over there because I was just so like defeated. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I I remember coming home and I was just eating. I was like eating anything I could and I was thirsty. So what about the best you felt at a race? What was, can you remember the best feeling and what? why was it the best feeling? Oh my gosh. Again, my Iron Man. So I'm going to talk about the swimming. Like I said before, like I am terrible. Like I don't, that's not my strongest. Like swimming is like the worst for me. Like, uh, and the member going to second last lap for the swimming in the uh, ocean. And I remember, um, knowing that I was going to make the cutoff, like the cutoff time. I was going to be like well ahead of it. And I remember, seeing that like port to where the um the end was and inside my stomach I was like wow like it's just right there and I don't know like coming on and seeing the volunteers like help you take off your wetsuit like I was like I made it and she was like yeah you did and I was like oh my god I made it and she was like 
you did. <laughs> I was like, I'm so happy. And I was going through the whole tent to change. And it just felt so amazing to me because I was like, I made the swim and I'm going to be an Ironman today. I'm going to be an Ironman. And to me, that was like the best feeling I felt in a race because I knew that I was going to accomplish something I've wanted for a while. And it was my time. <laughs> yeah, no, I got, I'm getting goosebumps as you said it. Yeah. That's a really big accomplishment, like huge. I mean, I don't think people understand how big that is. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about, and you, you mentioned that, you know, being active and it, it does help, you know, it did help you with your dad. Um, and what would you say is motivating you now? Like, how do you keep motivated during COVID? So that's really hard. I really like with this COVID thing, I was supposed to do a half Ironman in a Renoki, Virginia, and that got canceled because of COVID. It was supposed to be in June. And after that, like, I remember I, I did a lot of this so I can, oh, this next race, I'm going to sign it up. I'm going to do this. And now it's become more virtual. Mm. And it's really hard for me to see that as something to work towards. And I'm like, oh, it's just a virtual, like, mm -hmm. it's not the same as running with a group of people. Like, I'm a very, like, introverted person. Like, I like, like my little bubble. And, mm -hmm. but it's something about going to these races, talking with people and seeing, hearing their goals, hearing why they're doing it, why they're running or doing a cycling event or what they do every day and they all come from like different races and backgrounds and ages and you know I always get like like a 60 year old like man running I'm like what are you doing running out here like <laughs> that's crazy like and like you know I met people who have been doing the Spartan race and they're mm -hmm. like 55 years old and I'm mm -hmm. like you're doing this like I'm not saying that's like oh but I'm like yeah not used to it you know like yeah and I think during COVID like I don't get to meet those people and I tell people you know yeah I don't like being in large crowds or anything but a part of me misses that and I don't get that being home you know I don't get that running by myself or like so it's hard to be motivated and every day I try to put a set a goal I'm like okay I'm gonna run a mile and a half today and I can't run those longer distance because I don't I don't see like it's hard for me to see a point in it now and now I'm like I try try I try and it, it's a it, I think it, it's affecting a lot of people um mm -hmm. and I've seen people do like random things I try to stay on the Facebook groups with active mm -hmm. women and I'm like oh this girl did this today I want to do that and I try to find a reason like I'm like oh let's go like right now I'm doing a challenge by brave woman I believe that's what what it's called but they're doing like a 60 mile like from January to March you have to uh, do 60 miles yeah so that's like one of my things I'm like this is a good cause so I try mm -hmm. to find an event to like help me motivate then, you yeah motivate me and then now that I'm in Virginia it's colder here mm -hmm. probably not cold as everybody else like no in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in New York so no oh, wow. <laughs> okay so but 
but it's harder here because because I'm like, oh, I don't want to ride my bike in the cold. So like I look for different ways. And I think my husband, when I came, I was like overseas for a year. So when I came back, uh, he I got him a bike. So I think that's one of the things that motivates me. I'm like, oh, I get to like take him with me somewhere because mm. when I was doing my events, I was like, there was so much pretty sceneries that I've seen <laughs> that I was like, I wish he was here. I wish he could see this with me. And then now that I can, he has a bike, I can have him see it. Like, I'm like, oh, let's go do this. So just getting out and trying to find a way to make these like a race for me, like yeah. a race feeling has tried yeah. to mo- help me motivate it, but it is hard. Yeah. There's nothing that I'm like actively working towards except trying to make myself run and be healthy. Yeah. No, yeah, I totally understand. It is hard, but at least, you know, you, like you said, you are signing up for these little challenges that do keep you out and get you going. Um, So I'm going to ask you uh, one last question. If you were to put all your medals in a box, how big is that box? Oh, I do have it in a box right now. Well, let's look at it. Show, I'm going to grab it. Are, are you able to grab it? No, not right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So like probably this big. It's like smaller, but it's not too big. It's like that big. Okay, Martina, it- you're going to have to take a picture of that and send it because okay. that is something people are going to want to see. That That's a big accomplishment. You know, I, okay. I, I want to... You know, I okay. Then I'll ask you this: Do you have any lesson, learning lessons to share about you know just your experiences and being an athlete, uh, being a woman, and 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 running? Anything you want to share? I think one thing I want to share is just trust yourself. Like, be confident because that's something I have a hard time with. Like, I'm not appreciative of what my body can do, and I feel like a lot of like women need to know that like I hear a lot of my friends say oh I would never run what you run I'm like yeah you can I think a lot of people need to understand that their their body can do anything the mind does I know that's like a very like cliche statement that you hear all the time I guess but it's true you're you can do everything like uh, it's amazing seeing other people do it and then you actually do it yourself and you're like, oh, I can do it. I think that's one of the lessons like or something people can remind themselves that anything's possible. <laughs> oh, I love that, Martina. Yes, it, it is. Listen, I didn't start running until late in my 30s. And yes, anything is possible. You know this. You just said it. You're running. You're seeing these older people and you're like, what, (laughs) you know, it's anything is possible. I want to just thank you so much for coming on here. You are totally motivating me even more. Um, I'm going to tell my running group, I don't want to hear any no's for this weekend on your (laughs) runs. Um, You are very motivating. And I, your Instagram alone, your Instagram page alone is just inspirational. You are a powerhouse. Um, so where can we find you? Uh, so my, uh, Instagram is, uh, Navajo Maddox. So it's N-A-V-A-J-O-N-M-A-D-D-O-X. And, uh, that's where I usually post like all my stuff. 
Um, so if you want to give me a follow and motivate me <laughs> to yeah. do better, better every day and keep myself uh, active. Yep, absolutely. Um, and yeah, people are going to see just how amazing you are. So I just want to again, thank you so much for being on here and, and sharing your story. And like I said, I think it's just so motivational. And I'm still on the fact that you've never had a running injury and very <laughs> jealous. So, <laughs> but again, thank you so much, Martina. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, so am I. And thanks everyone for listening. Bye.